You're listening to a classic business podcast as heard on Classic 1027. 1027. Is doing good good for business? Well, there are some who are starting to question the rise of ESG or environmental social governance investing as just another fad. I've invited two business people who are ardent believers in the triple bottom line principle of doing good, being good for business. They've designed an index to incentivize good business. Uh, it's called The Game Influences, and the co-founders are Marion Banks and uh, expert business transformation consultants uh, uh, and also someone very well known when it comes to the code of good business is uh, Darvi Brink. So Marion and Darvi, welcome to the show. I think at a time, Marion, when most businesses are struggling due to COVID, we've got a massive need for business to do good. We've got record unemployment. We've got poverty exacerbated by COVID. The private sector, if you look at it, the credit extension numbers are at a 50-year low, despite record low interest rates. It looks like businesses are not investing for good or for anything. You're most definitely not going easy on me, right? <laughs> Diving right into the deep stuff. Well, look, I think there's always, there's always a positive and a negative, even in any scenario that looks like a potential or that looks like a crisis, there are always hidden opportunities. So one of the things that we particularly state at this point in time, for example, is that while we have the opportunity, or maybe while we're forced to rebuild, we can just as well use the opportunity to rebuild for good. In fact, the world is actually demanding this of us. So I'm not sure if you've recently looked at the latest Edelman Trust Barometer that Mm. was released, the 2021 version of it. But coincidentally, and very interestingly, in this barometer, as you know, which is a survey that's taken place worldwide, they actually mention the four entities that society trusts in as a whole, which are business and governments and media, of course, and then also institutions like healthcare facilities and utilities and that kind of thing. And interestingly enough, if you look at the findings of the latest barometer, you'll see that the majority, like 60 plus percent of the world, is actually expecting the CEOs and businesses to stand up and solve the economy and the problems of society. So the burning question for the world is actually exactly that. What is your business doing right now to help solve the problems of the world? And it's such a a great response to what is a thorny opening question that I I tossed your way, Marion, because I think there are many (laughs) cynics out there who might say, well, business should just stick in its lane and be worried about staying in business. And in that way, you can contribute taxes and employ people. But it does go beyond thinking that way. It's an outdated model. And, And Darby, when we look at the research globally, what is the case for doing good, being good for the bottom line? Well, um, Michael, is, doing good is, is the sustainable uh, solution. So, um, um, and, and most investors has realised that um, that the, the companies that that's doing good for society, that's um, that has got the society's best interest at heart. Those are the companies worthwhile is investing. So globally, we've we've seen that. Um, those entities that that invest in good is, is, is worthwhile in investing. If you look at the reasons behind that, I, I suppose it does speak to a, a certain embedded uh, approach to community building, to being part of something that is bigger than just the single entity of that organization, to understand that if you're not investing back into society, your future clients, your future customers, 
uh, your your future employees are going to be drawn from that very same society. And if you're not investing back into it, well, it diminishes those bonds and the links between the company and your employees, customers and society at large. Now, you've developed this uh, this game influences index as a way almost to gamify, to incentivize companies to talk a little bit more about how they're doing good and how it's good for the bottom line. Marion, how does the game influences work? I would just like to, if you don't mind, Michael, just quickly compliment what Darvish just stated about what is the global mood from a financial perspective, what does doing good mean for a business from a financial perspective? Businesses who do good actually enjoy the financial spin-off of that in the long run. So there's two books of the firms of endearment that you may be familiar with that were, for example, published. There are certain businesses that raise their hands to start saying, I am willing to state categorically that the world is a better place just because I exist. And they volunteer to switch over to a business model, which is different from the conventional profit-driven business model in a way that it's more stakeholder-centric. And then their journey was monitored over a period of five years and then over a period of 10 years. So in these two books, the results are absolutely astounding. Without exception, every single one of them, and we're talking big brands here, mm. every single one of them, their performance, financial performance increased, and some of them actually even exceeded or expelled their competitors' financial performance by up to 160%. And what we also saw from these two books is that the longer you start operating according that way, the greater your financial yield is. Then there was also a very recent case study actually published by nobody else than the World Economic Forum during their last annual general meeting, the one that they were able to host before the world had its first lockdown, right? Yes, Which yeah. was February 2020 in Garfors. And they released a study there called Responsible Leadership Linked to Financial Performance. And that study illustrated exactly the same thing. But it was taken over a period of a year, and it was conducted among 6,000 businesses across the world. But you didn't get the same kind of astounding results that you saw in the firm's environment. But the reason for that is that this study was only conducted over a period of a year. So you can clearly see that the longer you start operating along the good way, mm. the greater the financial yield is. To such a degree that even investment companies who are financially inclined by design are even starting to create what they refer to as impact funds. And we see it in Japan. I mean, there's no better example for me than the um, the resilience of Japanese business. I mean, Japanese businesses have uh, turned thriving and surviving crises into uh, an art form, as most things in Japan are. But you've got businesses there that yeah. are two, three, four hundred years old. And they've studied this in MBA schools all around the world. And, and some of the, the, the strongest threads that run through these businesses is they are stakeholder-centric. They have this ability to think beyond the bottom line, beyond the immediate uh, profit motives of the business, to how it impacts on their staff, how it impacts on the broader community. And it's that community that tends to get them through crises such as COVID. Uh, now, back to the original question of how the game influences work. Davi, maybe you can pick up on that one. How exactly is this index designed? Yeah, Michael. So um, we've came up with six principles that we believe is the, is the core that um, in doing good. And those six principles are leadership, 
obviously the uh, uh, leadership would uh, influence and, and bring about and initiate the good that we want to see happening. And then we've uh, got a second, um, the, the second one is the workforce optimized. So there we're looking at our workforce, um, having a new mindset um, imprinted in them with a new skill set, as well as creating a happier working environment. And then we've got a, a purpose uh, inspired. Um, and this is where we, uh, we've, we've got producing value-added products and the value-added creation um, uh, that will add value to the, the community and, and uh, to society as a whole. Then we've got impact conscience. So by, by creating a sustainable value creation, we also have to uh, be mindful of the natural resources and balancing that, that, those two. Uh, number five, we've got paragons of virtue. That is ethics and uh, complying with legislation. And lastly, digitally uh, powered. So companies need to be uh, digitally uh, knowledgeable and know how to leverage and use it as a tool to bring about good. And, and then in the index, as, as far as I understand, you're then going to rank businesses according to those six pillars. How exactly is that going to work? Yeah, so we developed a scorecard. So companies can uh, and businesses can can uh, can uh, evaluate how they perform in these areas, and once you've got the the figures in front of you, you know where your gaps are and where to improve. As Peter Drucker once said, if you can't measure it, you can't manage it, and that's what uh, an index like this certainly offers for smart investors, for engaged corporates to be able to move along this uh, this pathway to doing um, good uh, and, and being good for business at the same time. Uh, if we just conclude, Marion, with a quick uh, insight into how companies can actually get involved here. You've developed this from the ground up, and uh, I'm sure you now want to uh, tell as many people as you can about this. How do companies become part of a pilot program to help create a better world by becoming better businesses? Yes, absolutely, Michael. So, so we believe we have a, a solid, what we refer to as a blueprint. It's so well-researched. It's, it's been, we, we've consulted with some of the top industry experts in each one of these business principles. We believe we have a solid blueprint, which Darby rightfully said are the key six pillars that a business needs to be built on anyway. It's just the approach that we take into these six key business pillars that makes it different so that the ultimate outcome of this is that you help establish a business which is both resilient and good, both by nature and by design. So I need to emphasize that there is a massive differentiator because, I mean, if you look at vehicles, for example, when a bicycle is only suitable to ride on a track, right? If you need to go travel to or on a road, you'd rather use a, a car. If you're going to do travel on a dirt road, you'd use a sports utility vehicle. So what we're saying is, is that we actually, this is not an initiative that you just run on the side. This is a way of operating. You become a game influencer. You become, you start to operate like a game influencer. And as a result of that, you become both good and resilient by nature and by design. And as we know, resilience is a new business block because in mm. times that are forever changing, 
We have to be able to align our businesses to bounce back from any crisis quite swiftly. And we also need to be lean and mean and agile enough so that we can constantly adapt to ever-changing circumstances, which are changing faster than ever. So we literally want to just issue a clarion call for businesses across the board, all shapes and sizes, because they will be fairly able to compete in different categories, to come forward and just send us an email at hello at thegameinfluencers.com, which is spelled with an E, hello, <laughs> just to say we're interested. We don't expect you to make any commitment at this point, because what we will do then next is we will send you an invite to a global virtual event during which everything will be explained in detail. And we don't, we don't intend to make this complicated. So it's not going to take like hours and hours and hours of your time. So we're just going to give you some principles that you can start incorporating in a way in your business improvement initiatives, in your strategic development initiatives over time, and then see how that impacts your business. And at the same time, you have the wonderful opportunity to actually become one of the first game influencers in the world. And I think, uh, you know, it's a pilot program that is not just another feel-good initiative, as you've quite clearly described. It's a time uh, for businesses to think about how exactly they are going to build back better uh, with a broader, more stakeholder-centric uh, focus and, and view. The Game Influencers, uh, co-founder Marion Banks, as well as expert business transformation consultant and co-creator of the Game Influencers Barometer and Code of Good Practice, Davi Brink.